all human thought, all science, all religion, the whole direction of the world. Someday, piecing together dissociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and of our financial rights they could climb out of the world from star fleet. But when the stars were wronged, they could not safety. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you are playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsarewrite.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session two of The Children of Fear, written by Lynn Hardy and friends and published by Chaosium. And uh, let me introduce our players. Uh, how are you all feeling today and who are you playing? Mr. Howe. Uh, feeling good. And uh, I'm still playing Dr. Eudora Lockhart because she's managed to survive um, a brief run-in with some hot, hot soup and some minor food poisoning. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Seb? Hi. Uh, I'm also feeling good. Uh, hypes to be here. Uh, I continue as well to be playing uh, Jan Yu, also known as Michael Lee. Uh, yeah, looking forward to journeying to the West and meeting up with Professor Warner and potentially saving slash burying slash collaborating with. That's right. Brayden? Hey, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to continue playing and see what mysteries unfold before us. And who are you playing? I am playing Sophie and Bazaz Wine, I should mention. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And finally, uh, Noxicals. Uh, I am feeling really full and satisfied after my genuinely excellent dumplings. And uh, I am playing <laughs> Timur Stepanovich Repin. Amazing. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. And I foresee a lot more soup in your future. Seb, tell us what happened last time. The adventure began, as is tradition, with our four heroes meeting by happenstance in a restaurant. Invited to attend a lecture on the Silk Road, Peking University, archaeologist Eudora Lockhart and her research assistant, Timur Stepanovich Repin, decided to first stop for dinner in Peking's legation quarter. There, they ran into Chinese missionary Li Jian Yu, also known as Michael, and the speaker himself, Mr. Sofian Bazaz Wan. After a frankly dreadful meal and a bout of ill-timed sickness on the part of Dr. Lockhart, the newfound acquaintances departed for university in a good time, but disaster struck in the form of a power outage on the tram. The four eventually arrived at the university just in time for the lecture, but in their disarray were separated upon entry and scattered amongst the audience. Shortly after Mr. Bazaar's wine began speaking, another power outage left the auditorium in darkness, during which our heroes experienced distinct out-of-body experiences, all featuring sinister religious imagery. Shaken but curious, the group reconvened and spoke with Professor Wan, Dr. Lockhart's boss and the organiser of the lecture. 
There, the professor informed them that it was not, in fact, happenstance, but desperation which had led him to invite the four of them to the event, as he shared a telegram from a Professor Warner, who had requested urgent assistance at the Caves of the Thousand Buddhas in Tunhuan. The four newly-fledged investigators agreed, and thus, our journey began. We are left off uh, in the morning of the day after the fateful lecture at uh, Peking University. You've been running around to make arrangements before your afternoon meeting uh, with Professor Wang at Yancheng University. Uh, so tell me, what would you like to have arranged uh, besides money? You're not allowed to have money. Um, God damn it. <laughs> uh, and uh, how are you traveling to the university? Uh, let's start with uh, Dr. Eudora Lockhart. So I guess I would have rushed home full of excitement um, to catch up with my husband when he got back from whatever function he was attending and let him know, sorry, darling, I'm leaving tomorrow. Don't know how long. Um, bye. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in the morning, once I was done um, saying bye to him and packing whatever I had in my house, I would have skedaddled over to the university. Um, however, I normally get there. I think it's like walkable from the legation quarters? No, actually it's not. It's like on the other side of the city. Yeah, so I have a car. I would have driven, I think. Uh, I go and do all the various things that an academic has to do before they're allowed to just take off and not do their job for however long at a time. I get the impression that like Indiana Jones just gets to like waltz around raiding ancient temples and doesn't like, you know, no, there's not too much tying him down. But uh, working at an actual university, uh, I'm very conscious of the existence of a lot of paperwork. So I try and streamline that as much as possible by just like finding people who I know to be good at paperwork. You find the busiest people to give important tasks to, right? Because mm -hmm. they're good at getting stuff done. So I find various like department heads and stuff and I'm just like, very important, gotta go, the desert calls, uh, let my students know, cancel my classes, whatever, okay, mm -hmm. bye. They all say that Professor Wang has already arranged everything. Uh, I realise I've wasted my whole morning because Professor Wang is just on top of his game. <laughs> and do you just hang around at the cafeteria or whatever, waiting? I mean, all of this is probably going to take a while. Like, I'm going office to office, like, some people are in classes, I have to wait for them to get out of meetings, whatever, and at every turn, they just cut me off mid-sentence and tell me, Professor Wang already sorted it, what are you even doing here? <laughs> and then I go to the next office, back on that one. Excellent. You can skip out on the excitement. You can hang out at the university. Sounds good. Um, Janyu, <laughs> uh, what, what are you up to uh, the morning before the meeting? And don't tell me you're also <laughs> hanging out at the university because I won't be able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I suspect he would have mingled uh, substantially with uh, everyone from um, folks at, uh, at any Buddhist temples or monasteries nearby, but also just like the people who run the cafe that he frequents in the mornings and uh, the, the a few other guests at the hotel uh, um, just yeah he's quite gregarious so I suspect he would have a lot of goodbyes to say Amazing. Um, and then uh, after that would uh, stock up his uh, his backpack with uh, non-perishable foods uh, and lots of water 
Uh, he's, he's traveled quite a lot, so he knows to keep a lot of uh, a lot of containers that can be filled with water, particularly when one is crossing a desert. Uh, light clothes, um, uh, a lightweight tent if he can find one, and uh, plenty of writing supplies. And then finally, but but perhaps um, most importantly, would uh, find someone to look after Xiao uh, Sang Yin, his his songbird. Oh, you're not bringing the birds. Uh, well, <laughs> I suspect that given we're traveling uh, extensively through the desert, it might not be uh, might not be the best of ideas. That's very wise. I don't know whether it's likely that the that the bird would survive the journey. We're so ready to have monsters alerted to our presence by a songbird. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's monsters everywhere. And how are you traveling uh, from where you are to the university? Uh. Jenny would probably um, either walk, or if that were uh, too slow, um, get a get a friend to to bring him in a, in a rickshaw. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Timor, tell us about your morning and how you're traveling to the university when the time comes. Uh, sure. So uh, Timor will raise, uh, will get up uh, nice and early as usual. And he will um, spend a bit of time with his family. He'll have a sort of slightly awkward conversation with his wife where he'll make it clear that he's going to be away for some weeks and not really give her any say in that conversation. Uh, And then spend some time with his daughter, Manya. Uh, And then he will pack himself a sort of decent little travelling pack of uh, sort of appropriate clothing and what have you. Tucked in among all of his goods in his bag will be a well-oiled and well-maintained Mauser pistol from the war um, that he keeps on him. It saved his life on several occasions, and he's definitely not going on this trip without that. Uh, and then he will uh, do some stuff that I've discussed with the Keeper, and mm-hmm. that the rest of you will have to just imagine what it is. Secrets! Secrets! Amazing, and... Uh... How will you be travelling to the university? Uh, well, I literally live on campus, so I imagine what I'll be doing is I'll be getting out of bed, opening <laughs> the front door, and saying, Hello, university! <laughs> okay, then. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, Sofian, tell us about uh, what uh, you're up to in the morning and how you're travelling to the university when the time comes. Yeah, Sofian as a man of Islamic faith is going to be uh, making sure he gets up in the morning and makes his way toward a mosque if there, I'm sure there's probably one around Peking just to do his morning prayers and bow towards Mecca and whatnot. Uh, after that being a seasoned explorer and having traversed the Taklamakan desert he is going to go and try to find maybe wilderness guides or things of that nature to try and sort of... He he just sort of expects Dr. Eudora Lockhart, maybe John Yu, uh, not to have much knowledge of the desert and he wants to sort of be able to hand out relevant information when needed. You're talking smack about my uh, desert survival skill because I'll have you know it clocks in at a full... Yeah, 40 actually, that's better than I thought. <laughs> okay, well that's better than mine, so... <laughs> oh, right then. <laughs> I'm better than mine, I've traversed this desert too. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah. Dr. Locke has, has read about the desert. No, she trained in Egypt, guys. <laughs> she did an archaeology degree that included extensive fieldwork in Egypt. So, different desert, yeah, okay. but it's all sand. <laughs> it's all sand. It's all sand. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, how are you traveling to the university from where you are? You, I'm, I'm happy for you to have uh, your desert guides. Can potentially okay, use them for a you. bonus die in survival desert. Well, hey. <laughs> or as kindling an extremist. Or toilet paper, if that runs out. Many uses for book. Mm-hmm. Or as a weapon. Although, <laughs> um, useful as prawn crackers. <laughs> uh, it might be in Chinese, because you're in Peking. Nice. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> so you hope Sucked that's what you thought. Got the same it's a picture of a desert, what else could it be? <laughs> there we go. Exactly right. Um, uh, after sort of shopping around um sofian will also attempt to buy some more ammunition for his 88 revolver oh. uh, and then if he can do that he'd just take a rickshaw back towards the university okay we have two rickshaws excellent and uh, two people nice and sheltered at the university Ominous. <laughs> Can I just ask while we're talking weapons? Uh, I neglected to mention that Eudora has her trusty uh, double-barreled 12-gauge shotgun, um, which is referred to on her pre-gen character sheet as Purdy Shotgun, and Purdy is capitalized. And I don't know if that, like, I wasn't able to find out if that is a maker, a model. It's not An acronym? like. I think it's her name. I think she's named the shotgun Purdy. That's my theory. That's, That's my head canon. <laughs> With all caps. No, no, it's capitalized like a name. Oh, okay, be. I thought it was all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Party! <laughs> no. Uh... Okay, that's probably a nickname. Yeah, I assume so. So mm, I just wanted okay. to check, is Michael also armed? No, like, everyone else has got a gun. I got a bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> man peace and birds. You have your Bible. Janu... That can be quite powerful. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like... Chen uh, oh. Yu is a, is a strong believer in the pen is mightier than the sword and carries a lot of stationery. Well, we've been schooled. Oh, yeah. You're telling me that uh, Noxical, the Purdy shotguns are a brand? Apparently so. Yeah. Hmm. Well, there it is. Okay, fine. But in my head canon, which is real canon because I'm playing this character, <laughs> uh, Eudora refers to it as Purdy because she thinks it's a pretty name. Sounds <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> my shotgun's real Purdy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Polishing it. <laughs> <laughs> my pretty girl. Did you have something important to say, or did you just want to boast about your gun? No, God, no. Yeah, I just wanted to flex. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's I mean... gun's bigger than my gun. <laughs> <laughs> Not Michael's gun. Kind of fun. As you're making your way to Yanqing University, uh, Sophie and Janyu on your rickshaws, uh, you look up as the sky abruptly blackens. An immense clap of thunder rumbles across the heavens, and a sudden and violent hailstorm sends everyone around you scurrying for shelter. Timor and Dora, you're busy indoors, but if you give me a spot hidden, maybe you happen to be looking outside the window and you also see that. Sure. Um, oh, exciting. Danu and Sophian, uh, please roll me luck to see if uh, you manage to not be hit by the hailstorm and find shelter in time. Fantastic. Sure. 
In the meantime, I can tell you that Timur has no idea it's raining. He's obviously very busy indoors. <laughs> I got a hard success, so I'd like you to imagine that... You staring out the window at the time, like... I, I <laughs> want to imagine that I was hammering on someone's office door at the time, and then I stopped, and then I continued to hear hammering, and I thought I was having a stroke for a moment, <laughs> but then it turned out... <laughs> I look outside and just see people running across the quad with, like, stacks of books above their heads and things, and I'm like, ha idiots. <laughs> Like some of them have been hit by the storm. You can see people like holding onto their foreheads with like some injuries. And... Oh, like it's real bad. Yeah. I, I don't think that then. You know, it's nicer than that. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> uh, how did the leg rolls go? Uh, hard success on my end. A whopping failure over here. Oh no. Oof. Okay, so Jen, uh, you describe to us how you hop off the rickshaw and find shelter in the busy streets of Peking. I think Jenny probably would know the rickshaw pilot. Yeah. And uh, would would be able to say, like, it's, it's starting to come down, we need to find shelter, and trust the the streetwise uh, uh, rickshaw driver to, uh, to know which streets are well sheltered uh, and to find a, a haven for the storm. Yeah. So uh, he would also have packed an umbrella if that would help. <laughs> the umbrella wouldn't help you in this in this in this occasion. Um, uh, Janu, you also know that such a storm is a very unusual occurrence this late in the year. Um, uh, Sophian, <laughs> uh, you don't manage to move in time, as, and as you get out of the rickshaw. You are hit by lumps of ice the size of ping-pong balls falling from the heavens. Take 1d2 damage. Oh wow, have fun. Smack. Alright. Getting a nice little head start on the damage there. Oh, mm. two points of damage. Ooh, that, that got you good. Ashay, as you were like bending down trying to look for cover, it really gave you like a, a back bruising. So now you're like your shoulder blades and, and your, your spine is really feeling it. You were quite battered um, on your way to run and find uh, shelter. Um, Janu, as uh, you're hiding under a kind of a, a tram stop or something similar, there are other people around you, and uh, you hear locals complaining about the damage caused by such an uncharacteristic hailstorm for this time of the year. In fact, among the citizens' disgruntled mutterings, you identify references to evil omens and sorcery. Hmm. Do I know anything about any uh, related like, local superstitions or tales that might tie in with that? Uh, not specifically. I think, um, you know that there's, like, a general, um, tendency to associate poor, uncharacteristic weather with mm -hmm. a bad omen, um, and this is quite bizarre, so people are quite rattled by it. Uh, you can't think of anything, anything specific you can associate it to. Sure, okay. Um, since you had a hard success, I'm going to say you can also potentially uh, bump into Sofian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this 
since you're, you're both taking shelter from the same storm on your way to the same place. Yep. Uh, cool. Alright. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, Chen Yu will, will sort of see Sophie approaching and will uh, will like dart out from the from the tram shelter to grab him and pull him in, seeing seeing that he's having a bit of a rough time, and say, uh, "Ah, Mr. Bazaar's wine. Are you all right?" Ah, um, Mr. Lee. Um, he'll sort of grasp his lower back and move over to his shoulder blade and look in a fair amount of pain and say um uh, I've endured worse that's for sure oh um here let me uh, take a look um can I is this something that I can try and first aid of course it is yeah you can uh, nice. give him a nice little soothing back rub yep <laughs> yeah that was, that was what I was thinking um, Timur and I are missing out. Or you can grab some of the uh, ping pong ball sized rocks from heaven and use it twice as back. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think that's exactly what um, I think that's exactly what uh, what Jenny would do. He'd, he'd grab some and, and sort of say, like jokingly, as he applied it, uh, hair of the dog, as some say. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind rolling for first aid and see what happens? Yep. That is a 30 so success. Well done. Make sure to take first aid. And, uh, Sophian, you may regain one hit point as you are soothed by the cold, cold perpetrators of your injury. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you very much, Mr. Lee. That does feel surprisingly better. I'm glad to hear it. You were uh, on your way to the university as well? I was. Terrible luck. We seem to be struck with it lately. <laughs> oh, quite. Uh, perhaps a not-so-rosy omen on our journey. Sophian smiles for his moustache <laughs> and nods slowly. <laughs> Do I know how long these sorts of things would last, Keeper? Ah, uh, this is very weird, so you wouldn't have any kind of indication for it. Okay. But in fact, it does only last a few minutes, uh, leaving you able to resume your journey uh, soon after you are done applying first aid. <laughs> Great. Shall we take the same rickshaw? I think those exist. They are a bit more rare. Most rickshaws are single person uh, because okay. it's kind of one person carrying one person rather than one person. But there are uh, also like carts with donkeys um, that can okay. carry more than one person. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Perhaps uh, a cart might be better in this case. Ah, uh, thank you. And uh, Jenny will, will uh, sort of uh, bow to and pay the uh, the driver of the ritual that he'd taken this far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. But, uh, he, he bows and thanks you and apologizes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, try and find a, a cart to ferry us the rest of the way. Yeah. Your, the rest of your journey progresses well. 
and you uh, find yourselves at Yancheng University right on time for your meeting with Professor Wang. In fact, you all probably, all four of you, bump into each other outside uh, his office. Some weather, eh? I hope you weren't caught out in that. There was weather? Where have you been, Timur? Honestly, yes, it's been hailing like nobody's business. Hardly auspicious, what? Oh, I'm sorry, I was busy. Saying goodbye to the wife and Sprog. Duh. Mr. Lee and I were caught out in the hail, but... Oh, goodness, how awful. Well, yeah, it's going to be very different weather where we're going. Yes, oh. no hail generally out in the desert. Should hope not. All right, well, uh, let's see if uh, Professor Wong's in, shall we? Uh, come on in. Uh, situated in the purpose-built American School of Archaeology, uh, Professor Wang's office is tastefully decorated. While full of interesting artifacts and books and a wide variety of historical subjects in both English and Chinese, it is exceedingly neat, a reflection of the academic's calm and precise demeanor. Hello, friends. Uh, please join me for some tea. Professor Wang says, as he tilts an elaborate teapot into uh, cups. There's place on the table for all of you. A delectable aroma filling the room. Thank you again so much for your assistance, and for coming here despite the unusual weather conditions we seem to be facing. Uh, okay, uh, so here is what I've managed to secure for your trip thus far. He says, as he reverently shows you a letter, written in Chinese, which appears to be signed by General Wu Pei Fu. If anyone wants to roll a Chinese to read the letter, you're very welcome to. Do I need to roll to read the letter? I think so, because it's kind of like more official stuff. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, it could well be in a different dialect. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll roll Chinese. Read Oof, no, I've not succeeded. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not quite sure. It's very, very kind of official. Chinese, and... <laughs> Come now, Professor. A bunch of foreigners here. You've got to tell us what this means. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, this is a travel permit uh, advising any Republican soldiers you encounter along the way to uh, to let you pass unhindered. Uh, hopefully it should be enough to uh, prevent any harassing or any difficulties along the way. Oh, smashing! I was told you had everything in hand. This is very reassuring. Um, right, gentlemen, that this is going straight in the uh, waterproof folio, I think. Very important document. Yeah, very, very good. Um, oh, oh, after call after calling in a few favours, I've also managed to secure sufficient vehicles for you to travel as far as Xi'an. Uh, however, I'm afraid I've been unable to convince General Wubeifu to allow you to travel without a military escort. There will be ten soldiers and their two drivers with you on your journey to the Tang capital, and that uh, cannot be negotiated, I'm afraid. Better to keep safe, regardless. Yeah, as long as the men behave themselves, honestly, it'll probably help us uh, breeze through those checkpoints that much easier. Yes, uh, well, uh, let's hope for the best. <laughs> um, when you do make it to Xi'an, uh, it will be up to you to arrange uh, porters, pack animals and cars to get you to Dunhuang. Uh, my suggestion is to talk to Mihan in Xi'an. Mihan is a trustworthy and reliable person. Uh, we have worked together before. And Mihan is a contact in Xi'an. Very good. And 
Where can we find this Meehan? Will we be led there by the escort? Uh, no, the escort will leave as soon as you arrive there. I arrive at Sian, but um, he's in the Muslim quarter. Um, uh, just a very well-known merchant. Everyone should be able to point you to his direction. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and uh, very importantly, uh, he gives a pointed look at Dr. Hidora Lockhart. Um, I've been told you've been inquiring about this, uh, Dr. Lockhart. Well, this is all I could scrape together at such short notice. He says, and he hands you a purse of silver dollars. It is not enough to pay for everything you are likely to need, I'm afraid. But I promise you, Warner's sponsors will reimburse you for any expenses upon your return, provided you have receipts for them. Oh, very well, if we must do things that way round. Uh, Mind your paperwork, gentlemen. (laughs) Definitely, I take the pouch and secrete it, and I I tell everyone to be very careful with their receipts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you, Professor. Yeah, so, um, do, do you have any questions for me about Langdon Warner, his expedition, the caves, perhaps? Uh, I've never been there myself, but, uh, I can share with you what knowledge I do have. Do you mind telling us what communication you've had with Mr. Warner, Professor Warner, up until this point? When was the last time you heard from him? I'm afraid communication is such an unusual occurrence in such expeditions when he left I wasn't expecting to hear back at all so this is this is all I this is all I have uh, I know he he's on a, a research mi- mission for the folk museum um, and yes uh, he's working on the murals I think at the caves of a thousand Buddhas at Tung Huang uh, mm. but that's all I know so, just to be clear, we know the chaps mounted an expedition to, what, classify and study the murals for, was it the Falk Museum? Uh, yes, I, I believe he's supposed to be testing some new method for preserving wall paintings or something similar. Ah, that sounds like him. Oh, fascinating. I should very much like to well, see. Uh, I suppose you will. <laughs> May I ask, Professor, uh, is Professor Warner... What type of man is he? Oh, <clears throat> Professor Warner. Well, he is, um... How would I describe it? He is a very confident man. Um, quite, uh, American. He looks around to double-check that none of you are, in fact, American. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of smiles sheeply at, uh... Dr. Lockhart, knowing that your husband is American. Um, <clears throat> the good professor is being a little diplomatic. I love Americans as much as the next woman, but uh, having worked with Professor Warner, I can tell you that a uh, confident might be a bit of an understatement. I'd go so far as to say brash. <laughs> Would this man have done anything foolish that could have landed him in trouble? I, I can't really imagine so, but uh, I suppose... Uh, you never know what to expect. Well, the man is experienced, but I suppose an expedition is always an expedition. Holds, you know, manifold dangers. Yes, um, well, he's, yeah, he's a, <clears throat> quite a, quite a brave man. He can be quick to act sometimes, so maybe he made a misstep, but, well, he hasn't caused any problems so far. This is why I've been so worried about his, uh, his telegram. Did he leave with a military escort as well? 
Yes, he did. Very strange. Wonder if he riled up some locals, or more likely about a disease or some kind of accident. But very strange that he should simply call for more people and not specify any supplies or anything we should bring. It is quite curious. The journey from Shan to Tonhuang. It is bandit country. Yes. Um. Yes. Uh. It, it is true. The the journey will not be a safe and easy one in all likelihood. Uh, there are bandits, as you said, rogue soldiers, uh, corrupt local officials, Russian refugees, and uh, sudden downpours you might encounter. Ah, uh, I know you will be okay, but do be prepared. I just hope the downpours are liquid this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Me as well. I think you can rest confident that you've got the right team here for the job, Professor. Oh, I am so glad to hear you say that. Oh, absolutely. I'm only sorry we're going to be stealing Warner's thunder. He's going to be livid when we show up and rescue him from whatever mess he's got himself into. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, um, before I forget, Professor Wang says, and he picks up uh, a wooden chest and hands it to you. Oh, what's this now? Oh, do open it. Uh, roll for chest. <laughs> you can just open it. I pop it open. What have we got? <laughs> Uh, you see that inside are hastily assembled flags from each of the nations you all hail from. Professor Wang says, uh, best to display them from your baggage train once you leave Xi'an. Uh, they may help to discourage all but the most determined miscreants. Uh, and of course, don't forget the letter from your general. Now that is forward thinking. Um, that's all I have. For you, um, for now. Uh, <clears throat> well, gentlemen, adventure calls. Yes. Does appear like we uh, have everything we need. What time is the escort ready to depart? Uh, tomorrow, early, early morning. I have secured a car for you, uh, unless you'd like, you'd like to bring your own vehicle. No, um, no, my husband might need it. Uh, you will be collected by your driver. And uh, you'll meet your military escort at Tianmen Square. Smashing. And we've got vehicles. Uh, do they come with their own supplies, or are we in charge of procuring rations and so forth? They come with their own supplies. Oh, good. You just need to secure everything for yourselves for after you arrive at Tian. Marvellous. Thank you, Professor. Well, uh, goodbye, friends, and uh, good luck. Till we meet again. Keep my classes warm. Ah, I sure will. <laughs> and with that, you leave the office of Professor Wang with a mission. And um, nice. nothing to do until the next morning. Once we're out of the office, um, I will ask uh, Dr. Lockhart, uh, the purse that the professor has given us, do you think it would stretch to a decent hunting rifle? Do you know, I think that's a marvellous idea. I'm going to go and have another talk with the bursar when we get back, so let's just make sure we hang on to the receipt for every bullet, and I don't think it'll be a problem. Honestly, they're going to be showering us in accolades if we go and rescue Langdon from whatever mess he's made. I do worry that the professor may have hmm, had a falling out with his military escort, or run into some trouble with local warlords at Tun. You're right, that does seem like one of the more likely dangers. We shall have to be very careful to stay on the right side of ours. 
There may be a certain amount of uh, diplomacy required if it is trouble with the locals. Yes, an out-and-out bribery. Uh, I've travelled far in my time, uh, and with my work. I find that if you treat the people you meet well, typically they treat you well in return. Of course, there are some exceptions to the rule. Yeah, yeah. Never threw the first punch, what? (laughs) (laughs) I admire your courage, Doctor. I confess, um, I had this full notion in my head that we were going to be departing today, so I feel a touch awkward going home for the evening, having already said all my tearful goodbyes to my husband earlier. (laughs) Well, we began our companionship with a terrible meal. Perhaps we should try again and see if we can... Uh, not erase the past, but redeem it, perhaps. I don't know about you, but I could eat. Yes, not at the same place, though. <laughs> I insist. <laughs> really? Because the dumplings really were very good. <laughs> we will find you dumplings, Timur. Have no fear. <laughs> I'm happy to say you have a lovely evening and a lovely meal and progress to the morning if everyone's happy with it. Unless anyone has a specific they'd like to do. Uh, we're buying a hunting rifle, it sounds like. Unless that's a tomorrow yeah, thing. Before the, I imagine we're leaving in the morning. You're so. leaving very early, so if you want to buy a hunting rifle, you'd have to do it now. We can all go pick one out together on the way to dinner. Yeah, how yeah. romantic. Yeah, the weapon shop. <laughs> <laughs> does, uh, does Michael Lee want anything? Um, let's think. What would we want? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I was I was seriously considering going to a market and acquiring uh, tapioca flour, garlic, baking powder, salt, <laughs> and a lot of dried shrimp. I was trying to figure out if those are ingredients for a bomb or something. No, of course, prawn crackers, the most powerful monster slaying thing you could possibly carry. And in fact, I think he probably will, because most of those things would keep quite well. Um, yeah, I think crackers. he will. He, he will do that. He will acquire the ingredients necessary. Uh, and, a, uh, and a small bottle of uh, a small bottle of oil. Would that be um, with uh, a receipt or from your own money? Just fr- from my own money. I don't think any of it would be expensive. Well, Eudora um, would insist on receipts. <laughs> those count as provisions. It's very... Listen, I've sat on those committee meetings. It's very important we tick out T's and Q's and what have you. Great. <laughs> Um, well, Eudora will also want to pick up a load of rounds for her shotgun Purdy, whom she remains loyal to, and she'll try and, and persuade Janyu to buy a firearm of some kind, but if he remains resolute, I guess she'll leave him to it. Uh, no, he, he, will, he will refuse to, to buy a weapon. Non-violence. Um, he, uh, uh, he has a sturdy umbrella. Uh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, <laughs> What's uh, your umbrella's name? Is it uh, sturdy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> sturdy and purdy. Purdy and sturdy. <laughs> Going yeah, on adventures. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, please do um, look up stats for the gun you want to buy and add them to one of your character sheets when you like. This is for Timur, right? Um, uh, if, yeah. If nobody um, objects, Timur used a, a, a rifle in the war and so is... He's all right with one. He's not as good as he is with his handgun. Um, but, I mean, I th- the main thinking is in the desert, 
it'd be better to be able to shoot things from far away. That's so. a really good idea. You're making me consider whether I want one as well as my shotgun, but I, I don't know if that's just overdose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's be more useful. likely to be to scare people off than it is to actually shoot yeah. things. <laughs> you know, shoot all the locals. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be hunting rabbits in the middle of the desert or anything, but if, if somebody's looking, threatening, far off, firing a few rounds above their heads might make them think twice, is my thinking. I'd uh, heard a few tales, tall tales, of a giant acid-spitting worm out in the deserts. Have you heard these tales too, Timor? I heard a lot of tales on my journey through the desert, but uh, that one is not familiar to me, no. Let's hope humans are all we run into. <laughs> uh, and you he'll should... just like, look at them, not, he's, uh, he's just trying to mess around at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, like, what? Fear into the group. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, what a jokester, Sophian. He's a little prankster. <laughs> he really is. He tricks to you. Eudora isn't having any of it, though. She's like, um, oh, you should have heard the things the native porters are trying to persuade us lived in the Egyptian desert. It was all ghastly creatures that poured out of the pyramids at night to wreak terrible vengeance on plunderers. You wouldn't believe it. Acid-spitting worms. Yes, I quite believe that. <laughs> uh Amazing. Can I just double check that the shotgun stat doubles as the rifle stat? They're interchangeable. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. God, wonderful. Yeah. In that case, I would like to buy a rifle. <laughs> kinda... The more guns you have, the more intimidating you will look. So. Yeah, exactly. Just keep that one in the luggage. Unless Are we full on mad maxing it across the desert? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Normally. Can we trick out a rickshaw with, like, scythes on the wings? I feel like you guys yes. might be playing pulp, but this isn't pulp. Just heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's a dangerous expedition through bandit country, right? Like, you would, you would gun up. Normally... At least three per person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm considering this a spare for Zhanyu if he changes his mind. <laughs> yes, you can have all the guns. Lovely. Thank you. As many as you can put in your bag. (laughs) Flamethrower. Tactical nuclear warhead. Just, uh, you guys do your thing and let me know when you're ready for it to be morning. Oh, I'm happy to move on. I'm Mm. just looking at stats. Yeah, I'll I'll look up a rifle when it matters. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Oh, at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the middle of a fight. Excuse me, could you just not (laughs) attack me while I look up what my rifle does? I haven't read the instructions yet. In the morning, you're collected by a couple of drivers in enclosed coaches, followed by a baggage transport vehicle for your things. When you reach Tiananmen Square, you can see your military escort waiting for you in an aging pair of vehicles that have definitely seen better days on the road. The soldiers, arrayed in their grey uniforms, putties and peaked caps, are looking quite pleased, smiling at each other and you when they see you. Some are boys as young as 14, and none older than 21. A lone sergeant accompanies the nine infantrymen. With barely a pause, they enter the vehicles. Uh, one drives ahead of you, and one behind you. You enter the car that's meant to transport you. Your driver looks very professional. You guess he is on the staff of uh, wealthy university patrons who owed Professor Wang a favor, or maybe a local businessman. He's dressed in a smart livery, as fits professional chauffeurs, 
and engages in minimal conversation with you along the way. All right, well, much excited chit-chat, mm-hmm. I presume. Dr. Lockhart is waxing lyrical about the travels of Marco Polo and how excited she is to be uh, doing his journey, albeit in reverse. Nice. Uh, yeah, Jenny will share your excitement <laughs> um, and will speak at length about uh, how excited he is to visit such a, uh, such a place of religious significance as the... Uh, uh, as the caves of the Thousand Buddhas. Do we have to pause for, um, speaking of religion, for Sofyan to pray five times a day? Or what have you? you like, would. how's he managing? Most definitely. He'd bring a little mat with him that he'd be able to um, set out on the ground. Nice. Mm-hmm. And orient carefully towards Mecca. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Chen Yu will, will take every opportunity to... Uh, engage in, in conversations with Sofian to learn more about the Muslim faith, as I suspect it would be one that to which he hadn't been exposed to very much in uh, in China. Yeah, Sofian will take any any chance he can get to discuss it with you if you ask. And he'll also discuss in depth um, his previous expedition to the Cave of Thousand Buddhas, and he'll excitedly talk about that, and is very excited to uh, get back. The there. dirt tracks that pass for roads win their way through rural towns and villages, surrounded by farmland and grazing animals, past rivers, mountains, and historic sites, and on through the heartland of China's ancient civilization. You've begun your journey toward the Silk Roads. It takes you two to three days to arrive at Xi'an. To estimate whether it's two or three days and what time you arrive, could I have a group luck roll, please? Ooh, Ooh, who has the lowest? We're going Midora, to uh, think, right? be redlining this two to three day journey, um, but it's not long enough for you to do any improvements or anything. Alrighty. Uh, does anyone have lower luck than 40? I'm on 69, dude. Hey. Nice. <laughs> Okay, uh, nobody's lower than 40 then? No. Alright, it means. Doesn't sound like it. Are we lucky? Uh, oh, 32. Nice, great work. It takes you two days to arrive. Ah, you're welcome, guys. And you uh, make it to Xi'an in the morning. But the night before, you have some strange flashes of vision as you're drifting to sleep. Dr. Eudora Lockhart, you see yourself arguing with Chinese soldiers who are harassing a disheveled and terrified-looking family of refugees. Mm-hmm. Jian Yu, Michael Lee, there are sounds of instruments and chanting all around you, and then you see a bony hand without any flesh pull some vegetation aside and start making its way towards you. Sophie and Bazaar's wine. You see Russian graffiti scrawled all over the interior of a stone room. The paint appears to still be wet and is dripping down the walls. Timur Stepanovich Rapin, you see yourself and others chasing tiny figures through the streets in the dead of the night. Is that tiny figures like children or tiny figures like unusually small people? Difficult to tell, it's in the dead of night. Oh. <laughs> We already related uh, that one set of bizarre visions to each other right off the bat, so... Uh... We did, yes. Timor didn't have any weird visions, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Well, I might mention over, you know, breakfast, uh, bacon and eggs or what have you, or whatever it is one eats. You uh, don't have time for breakfast because you arrive at dawn. Oh, gasp, okay. No, give it to myself then. You arrive at the city of Xi'an and you witness the gates opening for the first time that day. There is a huge gaggle of visitors and tradesmen outside the gates, all eagerly awaiting the last of the bell tower's echoing chimes. Eudora um, explains extremely excitedly to everyone um, how important this walled city has been on this trade route for umpteen hundreds of years and how they have a very strict policy of uh, closing the gates after this tower has sounded its like 600 drum beats that signal the evening curfew and then anyone stuck outside has to stay there until the morning when they uh, ring the bells and then they open the gates again and it's all just uh, it's, it's so very historical and fascinating. <laughs> uh, you place yourselves at the end of an orderly queue. You see the soldiers ahead of you, uh, stationed at the gates, randomly check the paperwork of those entering the city, uh, although they take no interest in those leaving. Dressed in similar uniforms to your military escort, the guards are somewhat older and seem slightly surprised to see such a large convoy of motor vehicles that you have arrived with. The weather appears to have once again taken a turn for the worse, and a penetrating drizzle quickly leaves anyone outside damp and shivering. Do we have to step out or are we allowed to stay in the car and just sort of hand the paperwork through the window? You are, yeah, you're allowed to stay in the car. Uh, you are, you're safe and sound in your enclosed vehicles. Nice. Uh, but the roads, never in the best condition, are likely to become muddy morasses if the rain keeps up for any length of time. Your turn arrives and uh, the sergeant accompanying you who has introduced himself to you as Shu Techuan, swaggers forward, gets out of his vehicle, and goes to deal with the guards. He calls out to you in Chinese, Whoever has the letter from the Jade Marshal, please follow me. Whoever has Chinese 50% or more can understand, otherwise you need a roll in Chinese. Alrighty. Uh, I'll translate, if helpful. Yes, please. <laughs> well, understood. That was a fail. Yeah, okay. you have not succeeded in Chinese at all so far, huh? I've been living in China for years, just <laughs> ignoring everyone and refusing to learn the tongue, apparently. Yeah. Um, that was actually, I actually got a hard success, so I understood what he was saying. Thank you, Tamar. Take that Chinese language. Oh, um, I will. For everyone not understanding, it is clear from the expression on the guards' faces that they do not appreciate this little northern upstart bossing them around. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, are you, Eudora, bring the letter forward? Um, because you uh, were the one that had it last time? If, yes. if Eudora looks like she's about to step forward with the letter, Timor might say, might it be a better idea if Jian Yu approaches with the letter? He will have an easier time communicating with the people at the gate, yes? Oh, gosh, I'm so relieved you said something. Uh, yes, I, did, I didn't want to, you know, put you forward, Mr. Lee, but uh, I'd be very grateful. Happy to. However I can help. The unspoken thing is that Timur's worried that Eudora would start a diplomatic incident of some description. <laughs> <laughs> there is a chance. She's uh, socially adept, if nothing else. 
If at all possible, she would have liked to procure um, a small American flag. I assume there's just dozens strewn about the apartment. Um, you know, my husband's an American diplomat. He must have a load just for personal use. Uh, I'd just like to have added one of those to those being displayed on the back of our convoy. I just want people to know, you know, they mess with me, they mess with the uh, the American <laughs> embassy. Amazing. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Presumably um, all of his boxer shorts are stars and stripes. You can just nail a pair of those. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. Dangling off our radio antenna like a flag <laughs> is my husband's boxers. Fantastic. Excellent. Janu, uh, are you taking the letter? Yes, yes, I'll take it. And uh, I will open my umbrella as I step out of the car and go and have a chat with whoever it needs talking to. The guard is clearly having a bit of a heated discussion with your sergeant. Can I see any any paperwork? Jenny uh, will step forward and bow and say, uh, Good morning, sirs. Uh, here. I believe everything should be in order. And uh, he'll hand it over. Uh, the guard takes a minute to glance over it and says... I, I'm not sure this is even valid. Uh, how do I know? I assure you, everything is in order. Uh, you can see General Wu Peifu's uh, signature. At the the sergeant next to you has started escalating things. He doesn't like them being questioned. And there are some insults being thrown around uh, between the sergeant and the guard. The guard at this point is, is kind of angrily clutching the letter, ignoring it to a certain extent and also seems to be ignoring you. If you perhaps use a social role, you might help de-escalate mm. the situation. I, I, I was going to say, would it be possible to role persuade? Yeah, go for it. Great. Mm. Not doing so great on the rolls today. Oh no. That is an 81 oh. <laughs> over my 50. Uh, would you like to try and push that by becoming louder, perhaps, so that they stop ignoring you? Yeah, I think so. I think um, yeah, I think Jenny will will sort of as uh, as so, so. It's the guard arguing with the sergeant of our like convoy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll just step forward and um, uh, and and put a hand respectfully on the on the guard's shoulder and say, uh, "Please, sir, I am uh, a man of faith. I would not lie to you." Uh, I was handed this note by uh, Professor Wang at Yenching University, who assured us that it was signed in faith. And I will roll that again. Ugh, we get in by the skin of our teeth with a 49 <laughs> under 50. Oh, you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, you seem to have managed to uh, gone through to the, the guard who... Uh, sees you are serious and you have connection and he puts a really big fake smile on his, on his uh, face and takes a step back kind of pats the note in his hand to try and straighten it up from the way he had crumpled it up gives it back to you uh, carefully avoiding eye contact uh, with your sergeant and uh, in an exaggerated show of helpfulness uh, the guards wave you through the gates of Xi'an. Uh, also, do not take that because you don't get improvement checks and push rolls. Yeah, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well no done, Mr. Lee. I thought we were about to fall at the first hurdle there. 
In truth, Doctor, so did I. It seemed there was uh, some tension between the soldiers, yes? A little. I think perhaps there is a lot of tension in general in this area. Well, it was well handled, Mr. Lee. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, God's over this today. Excellent. Uh, your escort leads you to your hotel. And this is where we stop. Session two. Of the Children of Fear. Ooh. All right. Nice. Best of the hail. Successfully navigated. Yes. World War. I guess it would have been World War Two back then. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a world war if it's just yeah. two different Chinese soldiers. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Hal, Seb, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right. We owe a particular thank you to our first patron. That's right, Julia. Your support makes all of this possible. Thank you so much. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our cult elder tier patrons. They get access to behind the scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.